Welcome to foreverfit.tv, your online source for fitness, nutrition and lifestyle. Welcome listeners to episode number nine of your favorite health and fitness podcast, Forever Fit. This is a weekly show dedicated to bringing you advice to help you get in the best shape of your life. I'm Nicola Riley, and today we are going to be talking all about clean eating. What is it? It's such a common phrase amongst um, the websites, the blogosphere, the internet, the newspaper. It's, it's everywhere. What is actually clean eating? And like anything, there is so many different meanings and everyone's got their own terminology and what it means for them. And you go to one website and it might be different compared to another website. You might read a book and it means something different to somebody else. So I'm going to talk about today what it means for me and so that you can make a call if it means the same thing for you. And all of this is education so you can be starting to make healthy changes so that you can know what your body needs so that you can get it in shape. So to me, um, the word clean eating is all about making life easy for your body. So it's about making sure that you're eating foods that help with your digestion, you're eating foods that give you energy, eating foods that fuel you, give you life, get you up and out of bed in the morning and get you going and eating foods that help repair and replenish your body so that when you go to bed at night, those foods are doing what they need to be doing because every single cell in your body is created from the food that you eat and so that when you understand that, you're able to understand what this clean eating means and how you go about bringing it into your life. So the first thing to do is to make sure that your food is as clean as possible. So what does that mean? It means remove any toxins and chemicals out of your diet. Remove foods that are um, packaged with all the other ingredients in there. So when you look at um, buying foods from a supermarket, take a look at the ingredients on it. What What is packaged up in that food? What else? What are all the other ingredients? Does it contain um, do, do you know what the words mean on the back of that packet? You know, get rid of all the crap food out of diet and just eat the really pure stuff. So eat the meat, the vegetables, the fruits, the good quality fats, the nuts and seeds and make sure that your food is as clean as possible. So remove those toxins and chemicals. And so that's all your preservatives and additives that come in a lot of store-bought products. So that's the first thing you need to be doing in terms of the word clean is just get rid of all of those different additives that are in your food and get into making food that you know what the ingredients are, food that um, you make at home. I mean, a lot of us are really, really busy, and the biggest excuse I hear people say is that you just don't have enough time to cook or don't enjoy cooking. If you want to get your body in shape and you want to get your body healthy, then it's a must. You have to learn how to cook. You have to know what goes into your body, and you have to take the time to learn some recipes, find recipes that work for you, learn to love food because when you get past this milestone it makes life so much easier for you to be able to be putting good food into your body. If you keep using the excuse of just um, hate cooking or you can't cook, 
just you're just going to stay in the same pattern so switch your thoughts around and just learn to love food and love your kitchen and learn to get um learn how, how to cook really yummy food so that you can get your body so so that you know the foods that are going into your body because it's t it's way too easy for you to buy the store-bought foods or to buy um your takeaways and with all the hidden things that are in the sauces and mixes and everything like that so just Get right back to basics. Cook food that your nana's nana nana would have eaten. Maybe a bit more creative. And um, just really get to know your kitchen and um, play with your food. It is fun when you get to, to be creative with food. There's no right or wrong way. You just sort of get a recipe book and look at some of the ingredients and get a good rough idea of what goes into it and just throw some things into a pan. See what happens. You pretty fast learn from your mistakes and that's how you can get to really start enjoying food. It's just like it starts with a canvas, just a bit of meats and vegetables and then throw in some spices, um, some good quality oils, some, some fruit and just all natural ingredients and before you know it you've got something amazing on your plate and it might take a couple of weeks, you might be a few failed experiments but that's where you start as you start to really start cooking good yummy food that you know the ingredients are in it so so step one get rid of the packaged foods and just put really good foods into your bring them into your house the pure natural ingredients and then just start to really um, learn how to cook and learn how to it's such a simple task every single one of us needs to know how to do and the sooner you get past that milestone of um, thinking of it as a chore the sooner you're going to get yourself on the path to being healthy and getting your family healthy as well. So take those <laughs> that as a wee starting point. And then some other things to think. The other, so first, like um, clean eating to me is removing all your chemicals and your toxins out of your diet and removing the additives and just making sure it's really pure, yummy food that you know the ingredients that are in it. So then we want to know what types of foods we need to be eating. So think of your good quality grass-fed meats. Um, grass-fed is really important because, um, like we said, the food that you eat creates your body. So the food that an animal eats creates its body. So you want to make sure that you're eating food that is as natural as possible, free of hormones, free of chemicals, and so that you, if you're taking the time to eat some good quality meat, you want to make sure that it's grass-fed, it's got all the minerals out of the soil, it's coming into the animal and it's creating a really healthy animal and that's what you're going to be eating. And so making sure you're getting lots of good quality um, meats into your diet is crucial. Protein is so important for your health. It helps build your muscles, it gives you energy, it helps repair your body. And without a doubt, if you are wanting to get your body in shape, then you need to be including protein with every single meal that you eat. So starting with breakfast, you need to make sure that you're not having your cereals and your, um, oh, I don't know, toast with peanut butter on it or something <laughs> awful like that. You want to be making sure that you're having some really good quality food in there. So you could be starting your day off with... Um, eggs, you could be starting it off with some meat, you could be starting it off with um, some really young homemade um, granola using nuts and seeds, you could be starting with vegetables, basically making sure that you're starting your day off with really pure 
natural, clean food is going to give you the best start to your day. And like I said, with that protein in there as well is really, really crucial. Next thing you want to make sure you're adding into your diet is good quality vegetables, heaps of them. Vegetables in every meal again. So that's vegetables from the earth, vegetables that sorry, vegetables that come from the um, below the ground, above the ground, and making sure that you're getting a full range of vegetables into your diet. So vegetables have so many different minerals in them and vitamins that are really powerful for your body. And the more vegetables you eat, the better. Um, and again, the thing with um, vegetables is we're in the whole organic and non-organic debate. Vegetables, um, I mean, organic is has got far more nutritional value and far more benefit than non-organic. You're getting rid of all the chemicals out of your diet, but it is expensive. So the best thing that you can do is to be growing your own vegetables. And if you can't be growing your own vegetables, then when you do go to a supermarket, think of buying um, the vegetables that you are eating the shell of. So um, say, for example, the outer shell. So say, for example, like your leafy greens and all those kind of things where you're eating straight out of the container and you're consuming it. So those leaves have all been exposed to all the um, sprays and things like that. So they're the perfect thing for you to be growing in your vegetable garden or even if you don't have a big house. We'd be just growing a couple of pots, just a whole lot of leafy vegetables because those are the things that, in a supermarket scenario, the others are the things that get sprayed with all the chemicals. So if you were to buy an organic source or buy, or um, that would be the thing you'd want to be buy that's organic or you grow your own. The things that have an outer shell that are kind of protected from all those sprays are your things like your bananas and... Um, what oh, else has a shell? <laughs> um, that you're able to peel the outside off to get rid of the um, some of those chemicals. That's what you're wanting to be. That's what you could sort of save yourself a little bit of money with is possibly buying the non-organic. Obviously, if you can afford it, then buy organic all the way because it's definitely got all the um, removing all the chemicals and toxins out of your diet, and you know you're getting a really good source of food. But if you um, trying to you know keep your grocery bill down and, and pick and choose, then the most important thing is the ones that you're eating the outer shells off. Make sure that you're just removing those chemicals out of your diet and either growing it yourself or peeling it. Um, you know, peel off that skin layer that could have the stuff that you might not want to be consuming. But it's, it is really important that you make sure you get your vegetables, so don't make it too complicated on yourself. Just get the vegetables into your diet and get it in every meal. So your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner. We get wrapped up into thinking that breakfast needs to be um, packaged, it needs to have a whole marketing campaign, and it needs to turn you into an Iron Man or something like that. But the sooner you understand that that is marketing, um, the sooner you're going to... Um, be able to get your body in shape. So do not buy into what you see um, advertised on the TV. Just think of um, the real food, having really good quality meals, full of your vegetables and your protein, and that's what's going to start you off your day. If you get stuck and you're kind of just wondering, how, how do I have this for breakfast? Make sure you do check out my site, um, foreverfit.tv, because this is where I make it easy for you. I've got I put out recipes every single week. There's recipes of what a um, typical day of eating 
and it just gives you ideas of how you can make a breakfast really good for you and what sort of foods you need to be consuming. All the recipes on my site are exactly that clean eating, good food, fuels your body, helps you burn body fat and gives you energy through your day and just going to really help get your body in shape. So if you do get stuck, make sure you do just check out all those recipes on there so you don't feel confused and not know where to start. Um, the other thing you want to be making sure that you're consuming is good quality fats in your diet. So this is your um, this is like your coconut oils, your avocado oils, um, your butter, um, and basically removing any oils that are um, chemically made or trans fats out of your diet. So you you want to get rid of your like your canola oils, your vegetable oils, your rice bran oils. Um, your margarine, um, I can't think of what those oils are, I haven't, haven't seen them in a really long time. <laughs> but your good oils, are, um, and oils not to be afraid of, are, are like your coconut oil, um, your butter, um, olive oil, avocado oil, your nut oils, they're really good for you. And so make sure you're consuming those type of oils in your diet. And don't be afraid of a little bit of animal fat, it is good for you. We, we grew up since caveman days eating animal fat and you want to make sure that you've got at least a teaspoon of good quality fat in each meal um, of your day. So um, the low fat diets don't work. Diets that contain good quality fat are really really important for you. So I've got again lots of posts on the site that just reiterate the types of fats and oils that um, you should be consuming and in particular the powers of coconut oil. Coconut oil, yep, it's a saturated fat but what we know today through all the research and the data is that these types of fats can be good for you and that these types of fats are important for you to have into your diet. So, But the types of, uh, the types of diet um, fats you want to remove are like your trans fats. So those are the fats that have been really chemically processed they're highly refined oils, that's your canola oils, your vegetable oils. Um, they're the ones that have just been stripped of all of their nutrients and they are incredibly rancid and so that means that they are, basically they cause you to age faster and they're quite toxic in your body. So these are the oils we want to really remove from our diet and just start eating good quality real oils that are good for you. So. Think of you know avocados. Have them in, in your day. Have um, you know add to cook in coconut oil because coconut oil is incredibly stable under heat. Um, do all your um, there's different oils that you want to use for frying foods, and the first one of those would be um, your coconut oil. It's incredibly stable, so it doesn't go rancid at high heats. And it's like like I said, it's really good for you. And so your butter as well is quite good at high heats. And avocado oil is really stable under high heats as well. And then when it comes to like baking, that's when you can use your olive oil. Olive oil is stable up to, up to like a baking temperature, but it's not quite as stable if you were to put it into a fry pan. So for your frying um, or um, stovetop work, you want to be using like your coconut oils or your saturated fats. So that's your um, butter or your um, lard from an animal, or you know, if you would leave some extra um, 
use any of the cooking fats that you may have left over from a meal the night before. That's the type of oils that you put on a stove top. And then if you're baking, say you're roasting up some vegetables, which is a slightly lower heat, that's where you could use olive oil and that gives it the vegetables that really yummy caramelization, which we love. And if you were to say mix it up and you were to use avocado oil, you'll notice there's just a slightly, um, they don't caramelize quite as much. So coconut, um, olive oil is really good for your roasting and your baking because it's a slightly lower temperature and also really good cold. And then your avocado oil is also good for both um, your stovetops and your cooking in an oven as well. So um, where you use your oils is quite important, but if you were to just know that using your coconut, coconut oil is fantastic for both of them. However, coconut oil does go hard when it's at room temperature because it's saturated fat, 92% saturated fat. So it does need to be heated, and but... Um, it's fantastic to be used in baking as well. You can substitute your coconut oil for your butter and your baking or any cooking. And also, um, yeah, it's just making sure you've got some good quality fats in your diets. Also, your nuts and your seeds are good quality fats. So a serving of nuts would be about 10 nuts. and So like 10 almonds and you're having that as a good source of um, fats for a meal as well. So if you were to have an afternoon snack of nuts and some fruit, that's about 10 nuts, which is about a really good serving size um, of your fats there. Um, then if you were to add in some fats into your other meals, it's like a teaspoon sort of serving per meal. And it, I mean, it's it's not going to be a big deal if you go over that, or but it, it, having some good quality fats in your diet is really important because fats are a uh, feel fuller for longer. Fats are really important for all of your hormones. Fats are important for your skin health, um, just your overall health. It's really important to make sure that you're getting fats into your diet. And then you've got your fruits, your nuts and your seeds as well. So they've got other powerful nutrients in there like your um, zinc and magnesium coming from your nuts and um, your fruits as well, getting some good vitamins and minerals. So those are the things you'd have a little bit less of. Um, one or two servings a day and then most meals are made up of your protein, your vegetables and your good quality fats and oils. The reason, um, so yeah, but so that to me is what clean eating is all about, is making it really simple so that food, so that digesting food is really easy and um, it's, a, it's a really anti-inflammatory diet, it's a diet that helps your body heal, it helps your diet, it's a diet that helps your um, body just work properly and it's a diet that fuels your body with energy and so it's removing all of the toxins, the chemicals out of your diet and just making sure you're eating food that's really simple to digest so that all the exercise that you're putting in is actually going to pay off, it's going to make, because your body's functionally optimally without all the um, stresses of foods that it has problems with. So um, it, all, it all comes back again to why, why we want to do this. So a clean eating diet to me, you may have heard of the words paleo or primal. This is what a clean eating diet is to me. It's a very paleo primal diet and it's understanding what foods work for your body and knowing and understanding your body is really important. So I haven't mentioned the word grains and I haven't mentioned the word dairy because these two things are foods that do 
inflammation in the body and there's a lot of people who are intolerant to them. So by cutting them out is your best way for you to understand whether or not you can tolerate them. And all the grains that are in the markets, grains are absolutely everywhere. If you go into a supermarket, they are all fresh goods and they are the things that are causing us a lot of the health problems in today's world. So this goes against what um, you, you might hear that, you know, there's a lot of conflicting issues about grains and it all comes back to understanding what works for your body. The problem with the grains that are available in today's world are the grains that are incredible, is the fact that they're in everything and they're incredibly highly processed, highly refined and they end up containing absolutely no nutritional value whatsoever by the time you eat them. And grains that also um, cause a lot of inflammation in our, in our guts because of, uh, most of us um, have problems digesting them. And um, <laughs> they, the reason we have so much problem digesting them is, I'll go into a bit deeper, is talking about the things that um, grains contain. So firstly, grains contain a thing called leptins, and these are bad because these bind to your insulin receptors, and they attack the, um, your stomach lining, and they can cause inflammation in your stomach lining, which causes your leptin resistance. And this is really important for somebody who's trying to um, lose weight. It's really important for your metabolic rate. It's really important for you to be able to use your um, food as fuel. Um, and the other thing that grains contain is your phytates, which is something that um, can cause a lot of irritation in your guts. And grains, um, the phytates in a lot of foods cause um, problems with mineral absorption and your vitamins. So this is um, eating too many grains and a diet full of grains is basically causing you to not be able to use any that your body may be consuming. So you might be eating a really healthy that you think it's full of you know your um, all your healthy vegetables, but then if you're consuming too many grains that are um, your body can't digest, then you aren't able to absorb all those minerals that you are consuming from what you think is a healthy diet. And then the other big thing that grains contain is gluten. Gluten is you know the most common of these problems, and it is present in so many different things. And there's a fantastic um, post that's on that I saw on Facebook not long ago and it's by huffingtonpost.com and it's called it's called what you th uh, it's called gluten and what you don't know kill you it's, it was all over Facebook for you and it's, it's fantastic and I've got it on my um, under readable resources so check that out and read about it but gluten sensitivity is related to so many different diseases I'll just talk, say what some of these are according to this post it's linked to osteoporosis, irritable bowel disease, inflammatory bowel disease, anemia, cancer fatigue, cancer sores, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, multiple sclerosis, and almost all autoimmune diseases. Gluten is also linked to psychiatric and neurological diseases, including anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, dementia, migraines, epilepsy, neuropathy, and is also linked to autism. There's over, it says there's over 55 different um, diseases that are linked to gluten. So this is absolutely huge, and this is just why this um, post has been so popular, is because 
it, gluten is something that's really common and everybody knows all about gluten but people sort of ignore it and if there is absolutely one recommendation that I can give to anybody is that remove all gluten from your diet. Get rid of it because there is absolutely no reason for you to be consuming it and there's more and more research coming out now prove, proving its dangers and what it's and it's um, linked to quite serious diseases and things like that. So you, um, your gluten is present in a lot of foods and so if you were to start somewhere, like last episode I talked about your white rice, your white flour, milk and salt. If you were to start somewhere it would just be remove gluten from your diet. Get rid of it. It's no good for anybody and um, yeah it's it's quite scary all the diseases that are linked to it. And it, what I um, what people don't know is that gluten causes things that you might not be aware of like for example I know that if I have gluten in my diet I get quite dizzy and it, I am blonde but I do get quite um, like dizzy and I almost feel like I have um, low blood pressure if I was to get up, get up quickly and I just sort of it's almost makes me just quite spin out or um, I also have um, get quite achy joints and it feels like RSI kind of thing in my wrist or my, my, my thumb joint gets quite achy and this is simply because of the gluten in my diet. Even if I, because I haven't been on gluten for now, um, oh, like five, six years, if I was just to have a dessert, the reaction in gluten in me is massive and I'll have aches for that next week just because like an old inflammation comes up and gets reared up because of the gluten. Um, so you've got your leptins, your um, phytates and your gluten which are present in your grains. So these are all things that um, are present in so much supermarket foods like down, um, that was commonly bought. And I'm not saying that all grains are bad for you, but I'm saying that most of the grains that you buy in a supermarket are bad for you. Because the thing is, you can remove the phytic acid from the grains by having them traditionally prepared. So that means that they're soaked and it removes that phytic acid. But you still may, that grain still may contain the gluten in there and it still might contain the lectins in there. So, yep, you can remove the phytic acid, which helps you absorb the minerals better. But it's still present in that gluten. And because um, gluten is... Um, is linked to so many different symptoms and diseases that it, I mean it's up to you whether or not you want to keep consuming gluten and keep consuming the grains but if there's one thing that you should take out of that is that grains need to be prepared traditionally and you need to understand whether or not you can digest grains. I mean there's definitely people out there who can digest gluten and there's definitely people out there who will have no problem to the lectins as well but you need to understand whether or not that's you and the people who can is a very small population of the world so the only way to do that is to basically remove them from your diet clean your digestive system up, make sure it's running really healthy and then introduce traditionally prepared grains so that's grains that have been soaked overnight they um, removing the phytic acids and you're eating just purely pure whole grains and see what happens to your body. So remove the refined grains, remove the grains that contain have been um, used chemicals and, and got no nutritional value whatsoever. If you still believe that you want to add some grains to your diet, make sure it's grains that have been traditionally prepared and that you can tolerate them. And so uh, and 
Intolerance to grain can be, um, symptoms can be anything from, um, if, first start by getting them out of your diet for 30 days, and then if you want to try and introduce them into the air, things, grains, you want to soak them overnight so in some water, and you can try adding them into your diet. So the symptoms that could be related to it is just things like itchy skin, you might have aches or joints, anything that you haven't been feeling and then you suddenly feel within um, the time that you've just eaten them while they're in your stomach and your digestive system, any symptoms that arise from that, you know that is an intolerance to it. And if you've constantly eaten something that's causing you an irritation, imagine what that can lead to after years of constantly exposing your body to that irritation. So that's why grains aren't part of a clean diet in my eyes and why I believe that um, and why I want to give you the facts so that you can make that choice whether or not you want to consume grains in your diet and whether or not you want to um, know if they work for you or not. The other thing that's in there is um, not in there is dairy. Um, dairy is, um, I mentioned about it last time, is that dairy again is something that quite a lot of people are intolerant to because they don't contain the enzyme lactase which helps you break down dairy and also a lot of people are allergic to the casein in dairy and whey and casein is very similar to gluten and is linked to lots of different, um, like your body sees it as quite a similar um, properties to gluten and so if somebody's got an intolerance to gluten quite often they have the same for casein and so the only way for you to understand whether or not dairy is good for you is by getting out of your diet for a good 30 days and then reintroduce it and what you find is that you can tolerate your what you want to know is whether or not you can tolerate it so little symptoms of a dairy intolerance could be anything from a scratchy throat or a frog in the throat I know a lot of people who have it and then so after eating they're going like <coughs> And they, they, they're coughing and, it, and it's almost like a chesty cough and as soon as you get them off the dairy that chesty cough after eating or that sort of phlegmy throat disappears and it's instant. And I've had people who have had sinus problems and like blocked up nose all the time or a drippy nose or just um, ac like acne, fatigue, um, so many different symptoms. As soon as you get dairy out of the diet they kind of disappear and a lot of that's got to do with the quality of the dairy that you eat. I for one can't have, um, I don't don't touch dairy really, but I have butter. I have butter in a lot, I use butter a lot of cooking and it's got absolutely nothing wrong, it doesn't do anything to my body and it's fine. So having good quality dairy um, and it's pure source can be okay, but you've got to know whether or not you can tolerate that and the only way to do that is to clean it up, to clean up your diet and so make life really simple for your body. And so, where do I go from here? <laughs> Gone off on a wee tangent. So, let me just summarise all of that. So, what is a clean eating diet? It's making life easy for your body. And it's about understanding what works for your body and what gives you energy, what gives you health, what nurtures your body, what gets you through your day and what gets your body, keeps your body in shape. And so you want to be removing any foods that could cause inflammation in your body. And the only way to do that is to work out what foods work for you. And so the foods that don't cause inflammation and that are really good 
and give you fuel, are your foods that are your um, good quality proteins. So you think of all your animal meats. So you've got your your beef, your lamb, your pork, your um, fish. Uh, all those sorts of meats got really good properties in there. Your organ meat is really good. Organ meat is full of nutrients. It's one of the most nutrient dense foods that your body needs. So having some organ meat in your week is really good. It might I find that quite funny because my mum used to always make um, what was it? Um, kidney and bacon or liver and bacon or something like that and as a kid just it would make all of us kind of want to be sick but the wheels have turned and mum would be very proud to know that eating, trying to eat liver at least once a week in my diet and I've completely changed, my taste buds have changed and having some liver meat, I, I hide it in foods and like I might make a stir fry and I chop up some liver in the food and it makes you feel amazing. There's such a nutrient dense food and having that in your diet is really important. Then all your vegetables and your meats, oh sorry, all your vegetables, eating loads of them, good quality fats, so making sure you're having that in every meal because that, that makes you feel fuller for longer and it's really good for you. And then your fruits and your nuts and seeds. So that there is what a clean diet means for me and what a clean diet is a place to start. So it's removing anything that's processed, anything that's got additives, chemicals in there and just making life really simple for your body so that you have fuel, so that you have energy and so that you're not inflaming your guts because an inflamed di digestion is linked to so many um, autoimmune diseases, so many illnesses and sicknesses, just um, there's so many different symptoms that are linked to your digestive problem, problems and almost everything comes from a healthy, the, the way you feel become, comes from a healthy digestive system so that's why clean eating is really important so taking the time just to work out what foods work for you, get your body functioning optimally and that is um, one of the best things that you can do and then if you want to, decide, you want to try and introduce um, foods later on, then you've got a clean base to know and you're able to work out what foods actually work for your body. So clean eating, that is, I hope I have explained that alright. Um, yeah, if you have got absolutely any questions at all, make sure you do just get in touch because um, that's what I'm here for. Online personal trainer, I am there to help you help make it easy for you so that you can um, understand uh, what is the right advice and what is the wrong advice because there's so much conflicting information out there. I also try and make it as simple as possible with my website. I've got all the recipes on my website because you may be thinking, okay, well, what do I have for dinner now? What do I have for breakfast? You've just told me I can't eat what I normally eat. How do I, what do I eat now? So that's why I've got hundreds and hundreds of recipes on my website. They're not hundreds and hundreds, I think there's at least a hundred on there now. But as I've got all your breakfast desserts, I'm putting up new recipes all the time. So hopefully in a year's time there'll be hundreds and hundreds. But I'm going, every week there's new recipes from muffins through to cakes, biscuits, just using all the ingredients that you should be using in your diet. So getting rid of anything that might cause inflammation and you can still eat amazing yummy food, but it's food that's good for you and that food's going to help you get in the best health of your life. So check that out 
And um, next week, really excited, I have special guest, our first special guest on FoodFit.tv podcast, and it is Dave Chain, and he is all going to be talking all about adrenal fatigue. And this is a perfect carry-on from this, because when you are eating the wrong foods and doing the wrong exercise and you're running, running a stressful life, then you do become very um, fatigued and your adrenals can burnt out. And I've been through this myself with my life and just, you know, running on the edge of things and you just, just do get completely whacked out. So Dave is going to be coming in. He's an absolute guru. Can't wait to have him on board. And we're going to be talking all about what adrenal fatigue is and what it means and how you can avoid it. So look forward to that for the next episode. Please get in touch. Um, Write a review on iTunes if you like this because that's how we can get the message out to more and more people. Got any questions, make sure you send them in because very soon we'll be doing a listener's question podcast and um, look forward to that as well. Have a fantastic week and I will be back next week with Dave Chain and Marie McCarthy. Hopefully she's back from having her wee man and we'll talk soon.